I don't quite know how to describe what happened at the weekend. It was everybody accusing everybody else and constant back back and forward. As I said, I could have been in Sakane quite easily broadcasting that game. I'm glad I wasn't there. It was just chaotic. At, and in the end, it was a 13-year-old who was put out to represent Banyana Banyana playing on the left wing. Uh, a team which didn't have any representatives from the World Cup squad. A team of fringe players who came out, did their best against Botswana. Five, probably about five or six hours before that match they wouldn't have even been known known that they were even playing never mind representing their country shenanigans of the highest order to unpack it for us and to let us know exactly what is going on and what's the latest we're joined by sabc sports journalist velili Yandu velili good to chat to you uh, although it's it's really chaotic i can't make head or tail of exactly what's going on i know you're in the picture to be able to put us in uh, put us into the spotlight so to speak of what exactly is going on and what the latest is so over to you my friend yes uh, thanks Mike, and uh, also to your listeners look i think uh, there there are a couple of different issues at play here and um, i think it's central to them um, is is the issue of uh, the bonuses, um, and not that the team is demanding extra money or everything, from how we understand it, but uh, just how is it going to be structured? Um, because you'll recall that a few weeks ago, FIFA came out um, to announce a new bonus scheme for the first time, um, heading to women's football, um, and to the women's World Cup. That there is money that is guaranteed uh, straight to the players, and in this case. Uh, starting from uh, 572,000 rands, um, that players um, that will be coming out in the first um, in, the, in the in the first round, that is in the group stages, will be getting that amount. So if you go through to the next stage, you're guaranteed, um, I think about just 1.2 million rands. Um, so so here the issue was that the players were asking Safa um, that. These monies that are coming from FIFA, they must also be inserted in the contract that they're going to sign uh, with SAFA, that there's going to be this money. And I think they were, they were doing it with the understanding that once FIFA pays the money, it will be paying it to SAFA. So, which tells you now that um, maybe there's an issue of mistrust mm. between the two companies. So, secondly, um, one of the other issues was um, around the issue of the field. Um, and this is Takana Stadium. Yes. And and and, and um, I know about the Takana Stadium because uh, earlier this season, in fact, in the middle in, in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season, I I done an interview with Professor Sloss um, from the PSL. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me why that stadium was banned, and because it was one of eight venues uh, in Ekorolini, um that were banned. Um, because they were declared not fit to be hosting, uh, not even the Premier Division, but the Mutsata Foundation Championship, which is the National First Division. Wow. So, so, so now you are telling me that um, the African champion, mm. uh, an international match, permitted um, to be a standoff match, uh, something that should come with glitz and glamour, you know, um, is only, in fact, confirmed publicly four days before the game um, and also even the opponent and you're saying that this uh, this team in fact this game should be played um, in that cabbage pitch yes. which has been deemed not fit to host um, even the second tier 
Wow. Uh, in, 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 in our country. So, 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 so to me, I think uh, the girls there uh, had uh, had some valid concerns. Also because this is closer to the World Cup. Mm. You've also got against injury. And you will not want to go to an area where you can see that there's stronger chances um, of getting of getting injured, but also even other things that would have led maybe uh, to the PSL inspection team declaring that say I'm not suitable to host uh, the, the NFT matches. Right. And the other issue, uh, from my understanding, was also the issue of the quality of the opposition. Um, and I think this was looking at a game like Botswana. Because another story that I had done uh, last week, um, after getting some information from Europe, was that uh, we had been offered to play against uh, Switzerland and uh, and Germany, but we turned them down. And after we turned them down, then they went to Zambia, and Zambia just played Switzerland last week. They played a, a, a six-goal thriller, a mm. three-goal draw, and uh, they are playing Germany this week. So... So you then see uh, the premier and why these girls would complain because also remember these girls are in this space and they also they are internationals. Uh, some of them are also based in Europe and also based in in, uh, in 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 North America as well, and and also some are in Asia. So all these things they know. They even talk to uh, some of the players in different countries and they will tell them that we wanted to play you and then you know so so. So and and also remember, also these guys are exposed. We are dealing with we are dealing with people here um, who've been around, and and I think they know their rights. I think that's the other thing. Mm. And I know that people have also been talking about uh, where does the union come in here? Yeah, that is possible in this case. Right. So uh, two weeks ago, I was in uh, I was in Botswana. Um, in Botswana, I attended the fifth pro. Congress, Fifth Pro Africa Congress, and um, I had an opportunity to speak to the president uh, of Fifth Pro, uh, David Agonzo, who is uh, a former Real Madrid striker, um, and also I also spoke to the Fifth Pro Africa Congress, and Fifth Pro Africa uh, president um, Jeremy Zitap, you know him, Cameroonian international, former Real Madrid and Chelsea uh, strongman. Mm-hmm. So and and and. And what one could gather there was that a fifth pro is moving strongly towards uh, equality in football. Yes. And 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 fifth pro is, is is in fact during one of their commissions they had a discussion which was led by uh, the head of um, women's football at CAF, uh, Mascarin. Um, yeah, Mascarin. So Mascarin, in fact, so there that discussion was about professional professionalization of women's football on the African continent post the 2023 Women's World Cup. Now, you can see where that, that, that discussion is going. And so another background on, on, on this issue of CISPRO, in October last year, CISPRO, uh, through its member unions, uh, like SAFPO, um, they got 160 signatures from... 150 national women's team uh, players, mm-hmm. uh, including Banyana Banyana players. Um, these signatures were put on the letter that FIFA wrote to FIFA, uh, calling for professionalization of the World Cup, uh, in, 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 that is the Women's, women's Football World Cup. Yes. The result, 
the result of uh, that matter, uh, Mike, is, is this new bonus scheme we're talking about today that FIFA is, is introducing. Right. Which is, which is uh, not only um, looking at the issue of money only, but it's also looking at some logistics um, around the base camp. Uh, when do, does the team arrive there? How are they traveling mm. uh, um, uh, to the World Cup? Uh, even in terms of delegation, you know. But what is important is that they are saying whatever happens in Qatar for the Men's World Cup must also happen in New Zealand and Australia for the Women's World Cup. Right. Velili, you've, you've dealt with a, a lot of issues. So things I want to ask you about. I mean, I know in the USA, for example, there's equality in terms of what the men's team earned, what the women's team earns. I know there's conflict at the moment with the England side. The England ladies are complaining about the fact that they are not being treated properly financially. I know there were issues with Australian football as well, but that's now been sorted out. So it seems as if South Africa are not the only uh, team at the moment dealing with these issues. But the points that you're putting up there to make our national team going to represent the country in a World Cup and having to play in a substandard stadium that, as you say, is not fit to host third division games and is being condemned. I mean, that's shocking. And I don't know, was Safa sort of expecting the players just to go along with it? And because up until the day before the game, it was being advertised the game would take place. Spectators were told to flock to the stadium and give the team a send-off. So how did it all erupt and get to the point where we got to on Saturday where there was this trade-off that, that uh, Premier Lesufi had to come in and sort of act as a mediator. And also what I'd like to ask you is where do we stand now? The team are due to fly out in a couple of days' time, fly off to Australia and New Zealand, play a warm-up game against Costa Rica. Is that in jeopardy? W- what is the situation now and how is this impasse going to be resolved? Yeah, well, I think with regard to how... Um how did we get here? Uh, I think um, Safa has left things too late. You know? And, and, and I think uh, the team qualified last year when we won the Wafcon. And some of these issues should have been dealt with then. You know? But maybe, yes, one maybe will say, well, the issue of uh, FIFA uh, now coming with a bonus scheme is something new that has just uh, been confirmed now. Mm. So hence, there are these kind of issues. But for me, like, uh, um, putting aside the issue of uh, the FIFA money, issues like the the opposition play and the quality of the opposition. Yes. Issues like um, the the stadium to be confirmed and open to be confirmed. Uh, it's something that should have been done long time ago. A hundred percent, I agree you know? with you entirely. And, and also, and also, now you must also recall that. You see, you can listen to some of the players when they when they speak. They are saying, uh, "But you won't do this for for Bafana." Yeah. And and I'm not sure if Safa would have confirmed Bafana international friendly four days before they play against them. Exactly. And even the venue, and even take them to that kind of thing. And now you must understand that Banyana Banyana has played against um, Brazil, and, and 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 there's another match that they also uh, played here locally. And they were playing at um, some of the matches at FNB Stadium, yes. Orlando Stadium, yes, and yes. Mabeda Stadium. Right. And then you're saying for a very important match that is sending them off um, mm. to a, a World Cup, back-to-back World Cups, um, and going there as African champions this time around, yeah. that they must go and play in that cup pitch. You know? So I think 
uh, these are the issues here. So, 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 in terms of where we stand now, and also I think in terms of what Safa is saying now, well, Velina, are you you still there? Maybe we've just lost the connection briefly. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Len will try and get Velile back on the line just to, to finish that chat. And let's listen to a voice note from one of our listeners in the meantime. Good evening. Good evening, Brother Michael. It's Fred, the truck driver. Let's call a spade a spade. You are done. Danny, you are done. You are done. This man is an obstacle to the young girls, to all the fathers with daughters like me, we stand behind Banyana Banyana. These girls, they deserve that money. Why they want to solve their money issues at Safa by stealing from these girls? We can't allow that to happen. This man is a problem. We have given him enough credit and we thank him for his role, you know, in bidding for World Cup 2010. We thank him. He is done. Let him go and play with his grandchildren and stop to be a problem. He needs to go and relax. This man is a problem. Let's all agree on that. This man is a problem. I think that seems to be a very, very common discussion point that we're hearing from a lot of fans, a lot of them sympathizing with the players rather than with the administration. Velile, I believe we've got you back. We don't have much time left, so I'm just going to quickly ask you for a very short response to that. Also to just say, what does it do for the national jersey, the fact that you've got a 13-year-old who represented Banyana Banyana on, on, on Saturday? What does that actually say? And... Uh, oh, sorry, on Sunday. And where are we going in terms of that? And just briefly the way forward, I'll give you two minutes to answer to answer all those points if you can. Yes, I think firstly, just to, um, on, the, on this first one that, that you're asking, well, what was unfortunate for me was to see players who are even playing um, below um, the standard of the, list, the National Women's League, which is the um, Hollywood Bet Super League. Uh, playing the first one, turning, turning out for the national team yesterday, just because uh, they had to put a team together, which I understand commercially, uh, it, it was going to cost them a fine of 5 million rand to have that game not taken place. Because remember, TV was confirmed, um, also adverti- advertisers had already even uh, committed uh, to that kind of a game. So they had to find something there, um, including that 13 year old. But it was an unfortunate situation. Mm. Coming to the way forward, well, uh, now I think they are waiting for this answer um, from FIFA. But I, my understanding is that FIFA is going to pay the money direct uh, to the players and, and not to suffer. <laughs> so, uh, so that that area in terms of um, the, the concerns from the players, I think it is going to be addressed. And maybe they will, with that confusion, from, maybe they will then say, okay, maybe they understand why it will not be on this contract. Whatever should be on their contract uh, should be... Uh, between um, them and Safa, not based on what uh, they are going to receive uh, right. from FIFA. But, it, but it, is, it is not just the players. There's also, I uh, understand that even uh, members of the support staff as well, they've got their own concerns, you know, and, right. and, and, and I'm not sure how is that. But also, another information that I've picked up, um, and I was dealing with that story um, earlier today, is that initially this Mutuana game was supposed to go to Punuguan, okay, um, in the Peter Mukaba Stadium. But uh, from how I understand it, that politics uh, stopped that 
uh, because uh, it turns out that um, some of the organizers of, of that game was the Limpopo uh, Sports Confederation, and one of the members of the Limpopo Sports Confederation is the Maria Lituaba, who was challenging the incumbent wow. during the Safa elections last year. Okay. That's, I think that um, explains quite a lot of what's going on behind the scenes. Velili, we're out of time. Unfortunately, we'll keep following the story. I think lots of water to flow under the bridge still. And hopefully the team will get on the plane on Wednesday or Thursday when they fly out the country and be able to represent us with distinction and that matters will be sorted out because, quite frankly, it's a national embarrassment. It's a disgrace what's going on for uh, South African football. And I think everybody needs to look at themselves and just say, what are they doing in terms of the nation? Thanks so much for your time. We'll chat to you again soon. That's Velili Mjandu, SABC Sports Journalist. At-